yeah, the idea was that Tom in the last one that Tom and I did, and he just finally sent me that, so we're good there. Good. He described you as the patron, the uh, speech, patron the saint patron of intermediate saint. writers, I think was or beginner writers, right? And um, yeah, that came about sort of um, off the cuff at the end of our hardest climb on in uh, Hawaii when we were in Hawaii, and uh, you know, old Tom's going back and forth for people as you know the strong rider that he is does, and I do that with my beginners when I take them on the MS ride. But he's doing it with much more advanced riders and much more difficult terrain. Hi, this is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Exactly. Well, hi, and welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm speaking with Gene Nacy with Cycling Fusion, and we're talking about how he was described as the patron saint of beginner riders. Gene, welcome. How are you? Thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be here again. I recognize a difficulty in me, and I tend to transpose it to every or a large number of listeners, that sometimes I might not have the patience or uh, maybe empathy is the right mm. word to use for um, coaching brand new beginners you know i'd just like to have a conversation with you just to kind of understand your mindset and 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 some of the strategies or processes whatever you want to describe it um, you know to effectively engage with new students so that they become intermediates right and they feel <laughs> engaged in in uh in the class and not uh, sort of second class citizens, something like that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah, and I go ahead. I, I, I definitely know the tendency to want to uh, push, you know, everyone along because actually it's, it's, we, we tend to want to um, pull people into what we're doing. So if we're at a certain level and you know, we're, we're riding hard, we, we want people to come along with, but, Especially in in an environment where there's multiple levels, which is often the case with indoor cycling, it's hard for everyone to come along with because they're just, especially if they're just starting. And when I first opened my uh, my own club, I had a lot of them come to me and say, I've, "You know, I've taken spinning once and I'll never do it again," or "I thought I was going to die," or things like, "I was sore for a week," and so it really it opened my eyes because I was really unaware that this was sort of going on because these people, they fade away and then you don't know that that happened. Right. Yeah. They're there and then they're gone and you're right. And you don't know why. So, and in fact, exactly. you, probably don't, you might not even know they were a beginner, you know, because maybe you did the setup on them and they were just happy, but, the, but you didn't have time to get into the history of, you know, their experience and so forth. So it's easy to miss those people. Right. And just let me interrupt you real quick. Another instructor said something to a new student years ago that I've kind of co-opted because it was just profound. And, and what she was telling this person is the most important class you ever take will be the next one. Oh, interesting. With, with the idea that, yes, there, tomorrow you may not want to come back to what you did today. Mm-hmm. And um, it's important to fight through that. Right, right. There's definitely always going to be some of that. But... <clears throat> 
But anyway, I think that, uh, you know, even to be able to to say that to someone, you sort of have to know, you know, that they exist, that they are there for the first time. Um, so I, I guess I became a little, I don't want to say hypersensitive, but, you know, pretty aware of who's in the class and who's new. And I always made a point to ask them, you know, if they've done this before ever or maybe once and do they ride outside, those questions alone, you know, they only take a few seconds, gives me a picture on, you know, sort of where they would be. If, they've, if they don't ride outside and they've never done this before or, or have only done it once, I have a beginner on my hands and I'm going to treat that person or I'm going to give a little extra attention to that person in terms of how often they're up out of the saddle or how long they, you know, try to stay up out of the saddle or how, you know, if I see them fidgeting a lot in their seat, now I know you've seen that, right? Where they're just, they can never get comfortable. You know what's going on. They are right. sore already. Right. Because they, they have their running shorts on or something. Right, right. There's no. <laughs> or tights. They're, yeah. they're totally um, um, taken by surprise that, that it's uncomfortable. They didn't even think that the saddle was going to be uncomfortable. And I've even seen that in the warm-up. I said, okay, we're in for a log class if you're already <laughs> uncomfortable and it's just the warm-up. So I think, um, you know, that's given me sort of a, a penchant towards working with them. And, and so we do have beginner classes that are only 30 minutes and we, we, we stand for 10 seconds and 15 seconds at a time. But when they do come in the, the harder classes, because they will, because the time, you know, the time doesn't work for the beginner class and we don't have a, lo- a lot of them. And so they will find their way to the the advanced or intermediate classes, and and so I'll just you know I'll advise them that it's okay to sit down before everyone else sits down, that uh, they may have to take you know posture breaks, that they um, need to recognize that it's going to take a while for them to get there. In other words, just make them feel not so out of it, so to speak. And, and that it's natural. Right. And that it's not. That's the big thing. They don't want to feel you don't want them to go away feeling like this is just not for me. I can never handle it. They don't know everyone else went through the same thing. And so, you know, to your to your friend's point, you know, your most important class is the next one is you want to s- somehow lay a foundation to encourage them. You've got to come back or you've you've got to come back expecting that this is going to be a process that you're not going to get used to it immediately that it's not you're not going to nail this in the first three times out so i think that that goes a long way with just sort of setting the stage and that also allows them to feel like you understand that you're not just you know teaching the advanced students that you have an interest to see them come along so uh so we so we you know make a point to do that and i do encourage them also after the class, if I get a chance and I can go up to them and talk to them afterwards, I ask them, how did it feel? Did, you know, uh, out of the saddle, how did, how does, you know, your butt feel now? Because you might be a little sore even more tomorrow. And I encourage them to look for the shorter classes to start with. If they can just reduce their time, even sometimes it's only a week, a week or two, depending on the person. And then they can move into the, the longer classes. On the other hand, I've had some folks that, that stayed in the 30-minute classes for two or three months. They, it was like the perfect amount of time for them. Even though they got stronger, they liked that amount of time. So 
it, well, and then people have scheduling issues and sure. blah, 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 so you're better to get get them for something than not at all because it doesn't fit. Exactly, uh, exactly. So, you know, so I'll, in fact, in some cases, I've told when, when someone told me, I just can't handle it after, you know, after so long, but I can only get here in the evening and you don't have these, you know, some of the beginner classes, a lot of them we didn't during the day. And so I said, look, it's okay if you, if you don't want to, you know, be obvious that, that you're leaving early. Take a bike in the back, go for half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever you feel is comfortable, and then just, you know, cool down on your own and, and leave. It's okay. And once they know that's okay and they've seen a couple others do it, and if I get off the bike, uh, which I do occasionally, I'll, it, I'll just make it okay for them to feel like they can do that. Because by and large, most people aren't going to do it just to get out of the work, so to speak. They want to be there. They want to work out. They want to get or they wouldn't have made the effort to get there. Um, but you don't want them to, to have a negative incentive. You don't want them to have a negative experience so that they don't come back. Right. Or have them have a, what they perceive as, a, you know, an unachievable goal of, and they're going there for 60 minutes, so I'm not going to even try. Right. And that, and that could be one of the biggest motivator, uh, demotivators is feeling like you're just never going to get there. And that's one of the, the reasons that we try to make them understand that it, if, if it was that easy, you know, would everybody really be doing it? <laughs> it's, it, it has to be challenging. It's going to take you a while to get there. And they, once they feel that that's normal, uh, it does make a big difference. Special populations. Um, well, I would say, you know, I, I, I hate to pull the age card, but there is definitely, um, you know, a correlation between the age of someone and how uh, either long they can go on the on the bike or or how hard. And I'm, I'm talking typically in the 60 years um, and up. And I, I get my fair share of, I'd say, from mid 50s to probably early 70s. And, you know, the 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 older, you know, that population is, um, if if they ride outside, it's a little different. They're used to the saddle. They know how to control more, how to control their effort. So they've already made friends with the whole intensity aspect of, of their workout. But if they haven't and they're looking for a, a different way to, say, get some cardio in, indoors and for whatever reason, say, either running or so the step aerobics doesn't work for them, they need some guidance when it comes to cycling and they're not going to last quite as long. And so I've seen a definite trend, you know, in the older population for how long they can last in the saddle and how long they can last standing. And what I, the, the biggest advice I give them, especially when they're in mixed classes is to first start by the number of seconds and come up for 10 seconds and then 15 by the end of the class, hopefully you get to 20 or 30 seconds and let that be sort of your progression for, Maybe it's a maybe it's a week or more. Then ha- start at twenty seconds or thirty seconds. Get yourself up to a minute, and literally build yourself up t- till you can stand out of the saddle for maybe two minutes or more. Once you feel you have that, then start to increase the the resistance. So now you've been standing at a certain resistance level, or if it's a Kaiser bike, would have a gear number. So now start to do the same amount of time at a higher gear number. And so 
you've given them a way to self-regulate, you know, while regular teaching is going on so that they can sort of put their uh, personal, you know, effort uh, guidelines around their own personal effort without it being obvious that they're doing something different. You know, I like that because, you know, I'm just thinking through myself, you know, what do I do? And I tend to say, well, you know, tell someone, okay, well, your objective here is just to get through the class, but I don't give them any um, metrics. Speci- yeah, it's specific. Right. That, that to help them feel like they've achieved rather than suffer and just get to the end of it. Right. And I, that, well, that really came out of when we have a dedicated beginner class, a 30 minute class. It's it's nice because we take everybody along that journey together. We we all stand for ten, and then we stand for twenty, and and so that's how that led to being able to you know throw that in on some of the advanced classes when I see some of the beginners or some new people come in. Um, so it was it was by sort of being forced to focus on that one population that helped to bring out some of the details. But that, that it. does work. And it's like anything, you know, any exercise routine of, of any discipline, the progressive nature usually works the best. It's how the body and the mind uh, adjusts to the new routine. Interesting. Tom made the comment that you are one that tends to lead from behind. Yeah, that's sort of one of our um, philosophies that does sort of, you know, um, I guess give extra I don't want to say extra attention, but that probably is, is the right or, or consideration, extra consideration to the beginner. And that is, so I'm in a, let's say I'm in a beginner class. It's a 30 minute class. And I've seen the same people in that class for maybe two or three weeks. I see them getting stronger. So as a group, we're not starting at 10 or 15 seconds now because I know these four or five, or they might be eight people. So we're starting at 30 seconds and we're working up to a minute and a half. But now a new person comes in because they've been invited by the others that, hey, this is a great way We're you know, we're slowly getting better and it's, it doesn't, we don't feel like we're dying and you know, all that. So, th- so you have a new person come in. So when we stand, what would have been to begin with for 30 seconds, I'll stand for 10 and then I'll sit and I'll ask those that have been there, if you're comfortable, go ahead and keep standing. But I'm going to sit right now because this is the right amount. So I'm leading, but... I'm doing the lower amount of work so that others that feel like they can only do the lower amount of work feel that they're doing the right thing. They're, they're following the leader. The others then that are standing, they feel like they're exceeding the expectations. They're doing even better than they're supposed to. So everybody feels good. People that just came in are doing the right thing, and the people that have been there for a while are doing more than is expected rather than it be flip-flopped where, you know, the beginner feels like they just can't keep up and the regulars are just keeping up. See what I mean? Right. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, as, a, as you were saying that, I, oh, that, that makes perfect sense. And so, so it's, sense. it's actually it's harder for the instructor sometimes, you know, because you get into the class, you want to you ride, you know. It feels good and you have to pull it back and sort of stay with the, the group that's behind and exactly a lot of times when you're outside that's if you're taking the new group out that's what you do right you let the better riders go ahead say go ahead we'll catch up and you pull back and you ride more with the beginners right right and the only way to really ride with the beginner is behind yes 
oh yes, I've ridden or led a lot of uh, B or C level rides, and and uh, you tend to, if you want to sit in front and have them follow you, you tend to ride away from them because you don't really understand, you know, their levels of right fitness. Or you're feeling really good and you're chatting, and you know they're like. <laughs> Right, right. Or you've got one of the group that can, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's a little better or more fit or stronger than the others, and the two of you ride away from them. Yes, and next thing you know, you turn around and they're gone. Right. <laughs> now they'll they'll feel uh, disenfranchised, and you know that's never the the intent. But if you're back there for a while, and it's true, indoors or outdoors, if you're there for a while, and then you say. I'm going to now do this. I'm going to go catch up with the ones up front or in an indoor class. Sometimes I'll say, well, I'm going to stay up a little longer, but I think some of you should stay in the saddle for a while because if I've done that all through class, then it's okay because they're going to think, all right, I'm going to let the instructor go, (laughs) you know? And so then you still have a good feeling amongst everybody. And And if you're outdoors, it's okay that you're going up because they know that you should spend time with the other folks as well. And so it's all good, but you've laid that important groundwork early in the class or in the ride. Exactly. Well, and, and again, I'm thinking the, through this as, you know, leading a group ride and, you know, and just like you described at the very beginning, you know, Tom is falling back, riding alongside, you know, catch, running up. I've I always found that there was value for me to go all the way to the back and let all the, you know, the beginners or the, you know, the lower level um, ride feeling like they're in front mm-hmm. uh, by themselves. And I can, I can remember, you know, a couple instances where the, whoever was in front decided that they're going to be the leader and you could watch them visually it, raise their intensity. Yes. Right. And, and uh, just start to hammer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And feel good about it, you know, exactly. And, exactly. and take that, that big step that, Hey, let's pass these guys up here, you know, and then they feel, you know, good that they have passed another group who it doesn't matter if the group was, you know, they were like carrying a trailer with their kid on it or, you know, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. 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 Passing anybody. It doesn't is, matter. Is valuable. Yeah, they passed right. somebody and, uh, and, uh, so yeah, you want them to feel that, uh, you know, that they're strong too at, at their level and yeah, letting them lead is, is really important. All right. Now from, a uh, I don't even know how you call it. Do you get off the bike a lot with beginners? You mean outdoors or indoors? Indoors, right. Um, we'll keep the conversation limited to indoors, yeah, indoors. from now on. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that um, I get off a lot, but I probably get off more than I do with the advanced group. And the, you know, the, the more advanced group or the, the riders you're, you're more familiar with, they're sort of your regulars. Um, they don't need quite as much individual attention and they understand the cues and, and so we're all just, you know, we're on a ride together. Um, but definitely the, uh, intermediates or the, or the beginners, I get off just to make sure that, um, there isn't something that, you know, they're, they're either embarrassed to say, or even if, even if it's just to slow them down, if I see them working a little too hard, if I come by, they'll slow down just to speak to me, right? And I know that'll help them just sort of catch their breath again. So, um, you know, I watch and I play it by ear, but I know that some people actually get a little bothered if you are off the bike too much, almost like you're invading their space. Um, 
So interesting. I've mean, okay. I, I seen people that just want to ride, you know, they don't, they don't want the instructor to come around and, um, it's almost like it draws too much attention to them. Like, Oh, you need so much help. I'm going to get off my bike and help you every class, you know? So at least, uh, I've, I run into a, you know, a couple situations like that. So I just try to balance it and, I got you. Okay. Cause this is going to roll right into my next question. Then these classes almost by definition are going to be small. And what happens when you only have one or two people come to your class? Do you set up next to them and ride with them or do you stay in, you know, the normal instructor position? I know, you know, I'll, unless it's a virtual ride, I always stay in the in, instructor position. And, um, but I, I will tailor the ride. If it's only a couple people, if I know them, you know, I can, the level then becomes whatever we want to do because it's just the three of us, you know? Um, so if they're, they could be an advanced beginner or they could be a beginner beginner. And so I will definitely, I'll have the same game plan because I've already have, have the, you know, the class picked out, but how I ride that will be very much a, a, a function of where they are in their level so that I get them to push their own envelope a little bit, but not too much. I always want them to push just a little past where they're comfortable, but not too far past. Do virtual rides, DVDs, um, do those work well for beginner classes or is that too distracting? No, actually I, I like, I like them for all levels. Um, I do like, uh, a beginner to have just, you know, obviously proper setup, but enough proper form that, um, you know, they're, they at least have an idea of what's going on. So I, I don't advise them to do their first ride, a virtual ride. So I want them to have just a little bit of idea on proper form. Plus a lot of beginners can't last an hour. Most of our virtuals are an hour. And so when they do want to come to them again, I suggest they, you know, sit in the back if they think, that that's going to be too too much saddle time and feel free to leave at whatever point they feel that, you know, they've had enough in terms of, you know, being in the saddle. So, and, and that has worked really well. I've, I have people that come to the virtuals cause they love the visuals and they leave after like 40 minutes or so. Um, and then as they get stronger, they do stay cause they like the, they like the experience. Um, but I think, you know, we have the culture, I guess at, at our club is that, um, you can have your own training routine. You can get up and leave in the middle of class. It's okay. I, I start most of my classes by telling people, I know you may you have your own training plan. And so you, you have my permission to ignore everything I say and stick to your own training plan. <laughs> and if you need to go early, that's fine too. So I don't want them to feel like they're prisoners or, you know, I don't want to be too dogmatic. I want to respect that if they have a coach or you know, they have, if they're trying to just slowly work up to something that, uh, that it's okay. Kind of shifting gears just a little bit. Do virtual classes, you know, that are without instructor, do they have any value for a beginner? Well, what I like about them is, well, and it's they're directly related to our philosophy, and that is they see the connection between what we're doing indoors and how it relates to outdoors. And 
there isn't a better way to do that, but but a virtual ride. We're we're very committed to explaining when we're doing something indoors, what type of terrain, what you know, what type of riding it is, or where it's where it's useful outdoors. For us, indoor cycling, the main purpose of it is to become a better rider outdoors. That's not to say that there aren't a lot of other purposes that are just as valid and just as important, <clears throat> but it just happens to be our sort of mission. And so we have that, you know, tendency and that philosophy to make sure that we show them how it relates and that this type of training we're doing here, this is the type of terrain. You're going to feel almost exactly the same way. Your cadence is going to be similar. How your heart feels right now, how your legs feel right now, it's going to be almost identical. And so that's that's why I think it's important for the beginner, even if they don't ride outside. And I've had, I would say, probably maybe 15 or 20 percent of my beginners that never rode outside and didn't have any intention to ride outside decide they wanted to try it only because, you know, we've, you know, always are relating it to outside. They're very curious. And so, you know, we, we have in the spring, we have some classes that are two indoors, one outdoors. And when we go outdoors, we do it on a closed track or a, like a rail to trail where it's not on the road and it's not, of course, single to single track. So, Mm-hmm. any kind of hybrid bike and and they experience what it's like and how similar it is and they see they start to see that these things really do work well together okay maybe i wasn't using the right terminology what i was referring to are classes that are that are without instructors oh sorry. That they're that they're they're just a no, that's fine. No, it, it made perfect sense what you said. But what I'm thinking about is, you know, those classes that are just video. Right. For a beginner. Well, again, I think it's important that they have uh, a proper setup. So I wouldn't want someone to go in there and start riding that wasn't set up by an instructor. So because, you know, most injuries are caused by bad bike setup. But um, <clears throat> I'd want them to have proper setup and at least have um, one or two classes or more for form. In fact, because we have beginner classes that are all 30 minutes, none of those beginner classes have virtual rides and we don't have any un un uh like what well, we call them digital classes when you have an instructor teaching or virtual rides without an instructor that just has a coaching track. We don't have mm-hmm. any that are 30 minutes. So in in a sense, they already don't fit to be purely beginner mold. That being said, again, because of the time constraints or whatever, a beginner can jump into a virtual ride that doesn't have an instructor and they need to know, they should have gotten advice from the last instructor they had that, you know, if you do jump in an advanced class and it's too long, you should, you know, leave on your own when you need to. All the same advice still applies. And depending on what that virtual ride gives them, like some just give a dashboard and they need to understand what that means if they're going to try to ride by some sort of guidance or structure. And ours, all of ours have audible coaching tracks. So they're being still led by someone telling them, you know, what to do. But if they don't have someone telling them, they'll want to at least get an idea of what they should do. Now, some will do it just like it's a travel log. You know, it just something to watch while they're working out Mm -hmm. and 
I think in, in many people's minds, that's what virtual cycling is. It's a good distraction to make the time go fast. And personally, I disagree, you know, having a vested interest in virtual cycling. To me, it, the point of it is to draw people in to a, an experience that's more like outside. But for some that still think it's a distraction, they'll just ride and do whatever they want and they won't listen to what the coach says if it is an audible coach and they won't care what's on the screen because they're just there to just pass the time and sweat a little bit. So, Got it. you know, in that case, I guess it's okay because they've, they've reached their own objective, right? You know, they came in and did something. They came in, they did something, they sweat, they got a workout, the time went fast. And so they've accomplished their objective. That's fine. But I mean, if they were there to really get better as a rider, they need to f- hopefully follow the guidance of an instructor, either audibly or with a you know, understanding the dashboard. Got it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> we're at about 25 minutes, Gene. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add? I would just uh, encourage people to um, take those few seconds at the beginning of class and find out if anyone has uh, is in their class for the first time or has never done spinning before because I still – like to visit people's classes when I travel and I travel a lot and I will come into class, someone that doesn't know me at all. And I often do not hear that question. <laughs> so, and I always wonder, well, what if I'm a rank beginner? They don't, they don't know that I'm a rank beginner. And here we are in the first 30 seconds, we're already pounding away. So that's just my little tip for the instructors out there is take this few seconds, find out if someone's brand spanking new and then, um, you know, acknowledge them and think about a few things you might uh, uh, direct to them throughout the class. Perfect. All right. Well, Gene Nacy, Cycling Fusion, hopefully you've got our uh, instructors well prepared for all the resolutionists that uh, yes, right. are going to be descending upon us here in the next uh, couple of days because we're recording this the last weekend of the year. Uh, and so for all of you listening, good luck in 2013. And uh, Gene, again, I appreciate your wisdom and guidance. Thanks, John. As always, it's a pleasure.